Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from beautiful Sunshine Coast in the Kapet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And as usual, joining me from sunny Victoria is Jill Kirby. Welcome. Hello. Hey. So we are in our last part of this health and well-being from an astrology point of view which is trust me we're just skimming over the very surfaces of this Mm -hmm. um, because it could be you know a style of astrology that you know somebody would well there are people that have just focused totally on that yeah there's Um, there's so many different branches of astrology people yeah. can get into and just that can be their whole focus so. exactly exactly so on this week's episode i listened to a podcast from chris brennan's astrology podcast series uh and this one was with uh she holds a phd lee leaman and um on my website www.gardenalastrology.ca you can see a link to her website she teaches courses in medical astrology in horary um, and I think is probably considered one of the top people currently practicing um, you know who has devoted a lot of her astrological career to um, medical astrology and so what I did is I stripped out some pieces just so that I can give you a bit of an overview and she's looking at it unlike uh, Weinstein, Weinstein, I can never know how to pronounce those names. <laughs> anyway, um, his is coming more from a psychological perspective. This woman studied sort of um, the early Hellenistic, but more so sort of the Middle Ages, where there were actual chairs of astrology in universities because they dovetailed really well with the way medicine was being practiced in the Middle Ages. Yeah, and I think as with any branch of astrology, it's always good and good to look at various people because oh yeah, we all yeah. take our own perspective and bring different yeah. things to it. Yeah. So back between the Hippocratic guy and the, the Aristotelian, 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 thank you, uh, <laughs> they put forth that the qualities of air, fire, water, and earth, the four elements, um, could be expressed uh, with a combination of hot, cold, wet, and dry. And this came to be expressed, for example, each one of those elements would have two qualities. So for instance, fire was hot and dry, whereas water was cold and wet. And so we began the emergence of what in those days was called the humors. Um, And eventually that progressed down to current times to be temperaments. And you got um, sort of the mayor's briggs you know schemata which divides people into four and i mean there have been other iterations of that but way back in the middle ages um understanding your temperament was um how you were seen as um, your natural balance and how everybody's natural balance was different from everybody else's yeah Um, the the elements are you know whether it's vedic astrology they mm -hmm. have a lot of pita and Kapha, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so they've got the three and then Chinese, they've got the five. five. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So that it's theme. About, it's always about the balance. You know? Yes, exactly. And so when something happens to bring us out of balance, now we can have blockages in the system. And when that starts to happen, if it gets bad enough, the person becomes diseased, which that was the original sort of entry point for medicine was someone yeah. was out of balance. And in yeah. Chinese medicine, they say, if there's stagnation, there's pain. If there's pain, there's stagnation, which is a very uh, yeah. simple way of putting that, right? Yes, exactly. If anything blocking something, stagnating, then yeah. things aren't flowing. And yeah. energy always needs to flow. So it's the, the disruption of that is disease. Yes, exactly, yeah. so exactly. It's, it's not yeah. rocket science, it's pretty simple, but <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and astrology is a helpful way to look at that yeah. because we're looking at the elemental balance all the time. Exactly. So astrology from Lee Lehman's point of view, it comes into this um, in the first and second centuries. Um, and uh, astrology was used to predict what's out of balance. Um, and it was on the on that basis that, um, you know, they would pair that up with, let's say, herbs or um, other, you know, modalities that uh, the healers used, whether that was the bone set guy or whatever, um, in order to understand through astrological rulerships, how best to bring the body back into balance. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I say, I mean, there was a period of time where there was astrology chairs in universities, because uh, a physician wouldn't begin to work unless they understood what temperament, what could be out of balance, what brought certain scenarios back into balance. Yeah. And people like me who work in energy medicine are working with that balance of energies. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the whole focus of what I do in that term, in those terms is to restore balance. Yes. Or at least nudge the body more and more in the direction of balance because often people are so out of balance you're not just gonna no yeah no no exactly (laughs) but but you you gradually you know by working with the body and finding out what it needs you get it gradually exactly exactly so on my website if you go there you will see that um i have um you know some graphics that i've put up And so the temperaments um, evolved into melancholic, choleric, sanguine, 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 and phlegmatic. Phlegmatic, yeah. Yes. And so so the melancholic was earth, choleric, fire, sanguine, uh, air, and phlegmatic was water. And um, so here on this diagram that I've created, that if you go to my website, you go under, you know, radio podcast, you will find it and can follow along. So uh, in this particular sequence, um, they say, you know, emotional will belong to the earth and fire, uh, non-emotional to the water and the air. I would question that. Well, exactly. One side is changeable. Air, air, perhaps, but not water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so how this list has, you know, evolved and changed, but originally it was definitely the relationship to 
the elements and the planets um, and hot and dry, wet and cold that went into the foundation, the formation of this. And people still do use those. Terms oh, yeah, they do. When they, they speak do. about you know, somebody's temperament. Yes, exactly. So Ptolemy, he came up with um, one of the lists. And again, um, you know, you're walking into a huge arena and I'm not purporting this list is just a jumping off point. So, um, you know, if the sun was out of balance or if the sun was what was needed, it brought to the table heating and slightly drying. Um, if the moon was out of balance or if the moon was what was needed, it would be moistening and slightly heating, gather and including. If it was mercury, this would alternate because it's a, you know, changeable kind of guy uh, between moistening and drying. So again, whether it was in balance or out of balance or it was the ticket to bring you back into balance. Uh, with Venus, this is moistening and slightly heating, binding, unifies, and reconciles. Um, yeah, so all of your, you know, let's stop the diarrhea thing would be a Venus signature. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind as soon as I saw binding. But it would also be, you would probably want Venus to be in really good shape for you know the healing of a really bad cut you know where the flesh is open and you well, want it, a venus type makes, thing to bind it back together kind of oppositional nature to mars which is cutting right? exactly exactly so and as she said so with mars it's burning and drying uh severs and separates so you want you know mars to be in a really good place either in your chart or in in a horary or electional um so that if you have to sever something ei an operation that it's in good shape mm -hmm. it pro provokes motion which could be a good thing or a bad thing inflammation and is exceeding moderation so too much of a mars is you know you're losing your moderation um jupiter heating and slightly moistening confirms and stabilizes saturn is cooling and slightly drying rejects rigidity and coldness um you know so a bad saturn in a chart yeah this but i mean there could be times when of, you know you think of things like arthritis which is yeah you know yeah and, yeah. and often you'll find that the person who has really strong you know out of balance Saturn, their whole attitude is too rigid, right? So yes, their yes. body is responding by getting yes. rid of well. So yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, there's so much involved whenever you're working with, with uh, health, because as we talked about before, it's not, we're not divided into body, mind, spirit. We are. No, all one. Yes. And yeah. So what, yeah. what affects you physically affects you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and, and vice versa. So exactly. You can, exactly. You can approach it from either end and you can work to restore the balance. You can definitely do that. So in some astrology programs, they will actually give you um, a calculation that provides you with your temperament. So on, on my uh, website, you will see a temperament chart for myself. 
And so it's arrived at almost like a point system. Mm. Um, and so, you know, just as an example, I have an Aries uh, ascendant, so that's hot and dry. Uh, the ruler of the ascendant Mars is in Libra, so that gives me a hot and wet. Uh, my moon sign is Capricorn, that's cold and dry. It's in a particular phase to the sun, crescent, so that also gives it a hot and wet. Um, uh, the moon is sextile Mercury from, you know, Capricorn to Scorpio. So that's wet and cold. The sun is also sextiling the moon and that is wet and cold. And so my total score equals sanguine, hot and wet. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that this particular formulation that uh, solar fire is using is a specific one. I am sure there are other schools yeah. that would have a different point system. Yeah. And, yeah. And so here's Jill's and she's phlegmatic, cold and wet. And that comes from, she has a Libra ascendant. So that's hot and wet. Uh, her ascendant ruler is in Capricorn, cold and dry. Her moon is in Taurus. That's cold and dry. Uh, the moon phase is crescent, that's hot and wet, uh, and she's got four aspects to the moon, and each one of those adds to it, um, and so in, you know, I guess when you add them all up, that becomes phlegmatic, so, you know, there are these ways of, um, you know, looking at, so that is, for each of us, that's what's in balance, and you can use that, I suspect, as the beginning of a formula for, for a particular condition that throws one of those pieces out of balance. Yeah. Okay, so now the next thing that uh, Lee Leaman looked into and has been using extensively are what are, what are called decumbiture charts. So <laughs> that is spelled D-E-C U-M-B-I-T-U-R-E. -E. Uh, one of those words you could use in Scrabble and people would think that's not a word. Yeah, I, <laughs> anyway. I know that one from, from when I looked at horary astrology many, uh, many days ago. Yeah, it's when you take yeah, or, or if you're, you know, the time that you're admitted to hospital. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly where. It's likely to be something you would actually know. Yes. Because yeah. if you get sick and you just lie down, you're not going to necessarily check the time if you're feeling yes. that bad. No, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And so that's. <laughs> In practice, perhaps, but not so practical. Yes. So back in the day, um, they would, astrologers, you know, back in the Middle Ages would cast a chart, an electional chart to see when was a good time for bloodletting or taking herbs or, you know, when they were going to do surgery, uh, you know, so it was considered important to understand that. Yeah, and, and there's certainly times that you would like to avoid surgery if possible. Oh, well, yeah, no, totally, totally. Because, you know, things like the full moon where people tend to bleed more, they know. They yeah, bleed. yeah, exactly, exactly. Even people in hospitals know there's more complications of bleeding when there's a full moon. Yes. But, you know, so yeah. um, that sort of thing. But again, you know, if you have to have emergency surgery, yeah, you're not going to wait you're for the right gonna, time. It's going to happen, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, there are things over which we have no control. 
exactly like that that's the truth (laughs) yeah it is that is true so the other um emphasis that lee lehman uses is the horary chart so for instance what is the nature of my disease and what will happen as a result of it so those kinds of questions posed to a medical astrologer they can sometimes identify um you know, the, the arena that um, the person needs to take to, you know, either their alternative practitioner or to, you know, the regular allopathic thing, um, because it's walking in the door with something isn't necessarily um, going to be obvious that, oh, this is because I was working with toxic chemicals three weeks ago. And it's, you know, so having those kinds of charts, horary charts um, can lead, can eliminate a lot and lead people, you know, in the right direction. Yeah. And also, I think in cases like that, you, you want to consult, not just the horary, but the natal chart as well. Oh, yes. No. In relation to that. Yes. Always important. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So their baselines um, back in the Middle Ages were very similar to what we were looking at last week. So um, but their baseline started with the sun and the moon, and they were interested in the Heilig point, which um, most astrology programs will calculate that. And um, you wanted the high leg to be either the sun or the moon and um can you define what high leg point is um you know i can't that is okay. a very good i should have had that ready but i don't well, I, I, I don't just, i mean i've heard the term but i have never looked into it so I'm yeah just... oh i'm i'm sure so for those who or on the need to know basis it's h-y-l-e-g and you can find it in I'm surprised it wasn't actually on those um, temperate, but it isn't. No, it doesn't say what the high leg is. Huh. I am surprised. Anyway, um, what can I say? Um, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, no. What have I done? What have I done? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what I've done, but I know it's not good. I've lost my screen. No, that's not it. Oh, dear. On the radio, this will just sound really weird. No, that's not it. That's it. Yay. (laughs) Sorry, radio land people. But you know, the girl she she lost her mind momentarily. There we go. I'm back. Yay. (laughs) Not that you guys actually saw me leave. But I did (laughs) for a moment. I was gone. Oh. You were there for me. But. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so um, different emphasis on which would be more important, the sun or the moon back in the day. Okay, the highlight point. Ah, there you go. She looked it up. Yes. Yes, the planet or point considered to have the greatest influence upon vitality there and so go. known as the giver of life. Yes. And so they, the back in the day, they wanted either the sun or the moon to be the high leg, but obviously it wasn't always the case. It was used in the calculation of the length of life and directions or contacts between the high leg and destructive planets or places, the anoretta, were used to mark periods where life was endangered. The strength and fortitude of the ruler of the high leg 
the alcocodon uh, was also considered. So, right. Oh. Yeah. Well, hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Inquiring minds do want to know. So <laughs> back in uh, the Middle Ages, they also looked at the sixth house um, in the step from the standpoint of disease. And they would look at, um, you know, what was on the sign that was on the cusp um, as probably having something to do with an illness. And uh, then obviously the planet that rules, the depositor, um, et cetera. So that much has pretty much hasn't changed um, up through modern times. So the ascendant, the sun, the moon, and the sixth house. And obviously through rulerships and dignities and planets that are in with the sun or the moon or in the first house or in the sixth house, they, they all start to create a very specific picture for a very specific person, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. just, yeah. Um, yeah. One yeah. can never be generic about us. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Work. <laughs> <laughs> which is good, which is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, oops, there I go and do it again. What is... Oh, I am just weird today. Mercury's retrograde, did you oh, know? Yeah, <laughs> it is retrograde. Dang, this is what I wanted to share. Okay, except what have I got on my screen now? This is I just... I have got other things there. I do, and I need oh, to... Yeah, let me just see. Where do I want to go? I want to go to this one. No, I don't want to go to this one. I want to. Oh, there we go. There, there. Yay, I'm back in business. Okay, so we have some example charts. So here is the first mm -hmm. example chart. Let me just give folks who are listening. So this person has Sag rising. They have Chiron in Capricorn in the first. Uh, they have Jupiter in Aries in the third. They have Mercury in Aries in the fourth. They were born on a new moon. Uh, Sun, moon, and Mars in Taurus in the fifth. And it is a Taurus on the sixth house cusp. Uh, we have Venus in and Uranus. Venus is in Gemini. Uranus is in Cancer in the seventh. Pluto in Leo in the eighth. Saturn, ooh, uh, right? Well, I guess it's not that close to the south node. No, it's not. Saturn in Virgo in the ninth. And, ah, uh, but we have Neptune hugging the MC in the 10th. Yeah. So yeah. what? Ooh, and, and you will also notice for those who actually go to the website and look at these charts that down in the bottom corner, right-hand corner, we do have an elemental balance. Um, you know, so this person is hugely lacking in water, um, got plenty of earth and fire and air is not too bad, but water is definitely missing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All righty. Take so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, as you say, we start with the sun and moon. They're in the fifth house with Mars. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh -huh. Mars rules the fourth house. So to me, that speaks of like family inherited stuff right yes yeah okay affecting the emotions and the vitality because that's moon and sun 
Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and of course, the ruler of the fifth house is Venus, and she's in also the ruler of the sixth house. Right. So that's an interesting combination because the fifth house is about it's the fun house. You know, it's yeah. Like girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Uh, and the sixth house is about work. <laughs> yes. Darn. What do you mean? Much well, more, much more serious kind of house. You know. Well, you know, one there is a profession that leaps to mind. <laughs> That would be work and fun. Yes, <laughs> but well, anyway. Yes. But the, in, in this case, the ruler of the sixth house is in Gemini in the seventh house. Yes. Uh, so she, she's on her third marriage. Okay. There you go. And her Venus is in a fairly tight square to Saturn up in the night. So. Right. It is. That's, yeah. That's a challenging aspect. There are out of sign aspects in the chart, which I tend not to consider aspects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, the, her, her aspect is to Saturn. Right. Yeah. Which of course is in Virgo <laughs> and Virgo is, you know, Virgo is associated with health because of its natural rulership. Yes. Of yeah. the sixth house. So yeah. Virgo placements often, can but, and, and the ruler of the ascendant which is sag is jupiter and it's up well it's yeah it's out of sign but yeah but it is squaring chiron and capricorn in the first which is ruled by that saturn wow. yeah. so yeah, that yeah, yeah. again i do consider chiron one of the many things i do look at with health yeah yeah exactly that uh, yeah it's often influential in that Yep. So, um, yeah, interesting in terms of the, the Mars rulership of the fourth um, and Sag rising. It, difficult with the Taurus energy because Taurus likes to stay put. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I, I believe they moved around a great deal when she was a child. Right. Yeah. Part of her would have enjoyed that, but, you know, I guess. But... I suspect it made relationships challenging just because you get your best buddy and then. And then you move on. Yes. Yeah, that would so, be. So that would certainly affect the whole relationship thing, which is a Venusian thing. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, seventh house thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and also I think the relationship with the father, Saturn being a symbol of sort of the paternal mm -hmm. energy. Yep. Um, I know that Saturn retrograde seems to be associated very much with a father who's either absent or yeah. either emotionally or physically absent, or he's, uh, he's either ineffectual or totally like too authoritarian. So mm -hmm. I yes. don't know which of those, but chances are that plays into that Venus Saturn square mm -hmm. exactly. and how that affects her relationships. And yeah. What relationships are for her. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. but that seems to be tied into, you know, this health, whatever's going on health wise. Exactly. So what sort of health scenarios did she have or does she have? Well, she's, um, she's been sick for quite a number of years now that I've known her. Ah. 
Yeah, yeah. So my brother. You, know, you know, you would you would automatically and and too quickly, you know, go, wow, this is like a double Taurus. This is gonna be, you know, solid as a yeah, rock. And her, her but, issues yeah. Seem, her issues seem to be primarily like gut issues. Oh, okay. So although she be... did also, I believe, yeah, I think it was several years ago now, but she did have a an accident where that kind of wrecked her a bit. So that's right with the Mars piece. piece, I'm just going to quickly scroll up because I'm curious now about her temperament. Yes. Yes. Hot and dry. Huh? Yeah. Hot and dry. And so gut issues. So not enough moisture in the gut almost. Huh? Yeah. Quite possibly. Yeah. 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 With that water imbalance. Yeah. I know for a while there she was using those you know, insure drinks and stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's are terrible. They're full of, they're just sugar. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, yeah. they're not. Uh, might might appeal to the Venus uh, liking sweet things, but not helpful to the health for sure. No. Yeah. No, I would agree there. Yeah. 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 A and, smoothie could have been created that would have been. Yeah, but yeah. she's not into natural stuff. So, which is unfortunate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, the other thing um, that I noticed with the chart, too, is that that sun, moon, um, Mars is in conjunct the Neptune up at the midheaven. In right. The- yeah. Weakening, so then- weakening the system. So those in conjunct aspects, um, they would be called in from the Hellenistic. Um, and the word just left. OK, anyway. <laughs> because they're not seen properly yeah exactly. yeah it's yeah it's and, and not helpful not helpful and that's my perspective on it too like i've yeah. said before it's like an opposition it's straight across you can see it coming yeah and even a square you look sideways yeah. it's there but the inconvenience is kind of like it's 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 in your blind spot kind of yes so yeah. it creates it's uncomfortable but it's not dynamic enough it doesn't have the energy of a square or opposition exactly it's not dynamic enough that you kind of do anything about it or look at it really a lot and yet you do need to especially when it's tightly configured kind of like just constant irritation that you don't know what it is right yeah yeah so and it it's also the ruler you know it's in um Libra, so the ruler of the six Again, is fact. also impacting that. Yeah. Yeah. And Venus seems to be, you know, she pops up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, in this chart. So, you know, if we went back up to those temperament lists, so with Venus, you would want to make things more moist. You would want to warm them up a bit. You wanted to make sure binding was happening reconciles yeah or binding wasn't happening yeah okay yeah yeah right yeah Yeah. because again with the gut that can be a problem if things are not moving yes exactly exactly yeah so yeah yeah and the other thing with that sun moon mars it's all squaring Pluto in Leo in the eighth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that particular piece not functioning correctly. One cannot ignore that one. That's no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, again, Pluto being kind of a deep, dark things that are buried. Yeah. 
harder to address and ethos i think very psychological yeah you know so trauma i would always associate oh absolutely absolutely especially mars especially mars square yeah yeah no absolutely and and to, to me the clue is that the moon is right in between sun and mars and the moon is our emotions right yeah yeah. So unless yeah, so trapped between really hot and yeah. dry planets, and it and, itself not having access to the moisture. Yeah, and yeah. and interestingly, she's worked as a psychologist. Oh, uh, wow! But you know, as a physician, heal thyself. I think often people who do that know that they need to. Yeah, yeah. Understand themselves better, but it's easier to help somebody else. <laughs> well, there is that there is that yeah yeah and and jupiter is actually squaring um not only chiron but uranus as well yes i see so that. that chiron uranus opposition which is a generational thing but but the ruler of the ascendant in yeah. third yeah so um, that affects that you know your ruler of your ascendant is very much about you and your energy and yeah so hard aspects to that ruler can come out on a physical level definitely yeah. And although Mercury shows us having a trine and sextile, those are out of sign. Right. So for me, Mercury is actually unaspected. Yeah, it, well, and it's almost in the 29th degree. Yeah, exactly. Which, and yeah. it's in the fourth house and it's retrograde. Yeah. Right. So looking back, it would probably be beneficial to her to really look deeply and look back at you know, what transpired in the home when she was young. And yeah, but again, maybe not wanting to go there. Yeah. Or not knowing how or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I think there's a lot uh, of indicators here that. So what we're saying here too, is that a chart can give you um, some directional advice as to, you know, what you, the individual, can do to in order to bring themselves back into balance yeah and and you know with venus and gemini um more I, than I, one opinion always more than one opinion but also yeah. you know state of mind you know yes it's yeah. going to not only the emotions but state of mind yeah. which are very much connected but um you know and how you know what thought processes and you know how that affects yeah You know, and so given just even the signs, you know, so you would be looking at areas that could be fear or too much anger or not enough expression of anger. Yeah, there would be things that you could say. With the Mars involvement with Sun and Moon. You know, did mom and dad fight a lot? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so again, they give you, the chart will give you ideas of what questions to ask. Yeah. Yeah, and really dealing with anger is mm-hmm. so important in this chart and yet yep. that's square to pluto i think pluto's like a you know got a lid on it yeah. so tight that you're not going in there well and, and so would the fact that it's a you know it's a sad rising i mean sad rising folks you know it's you know, it's the joy. It's the joy of going forth on the adventure, and the adventure isn't about going into the deep, dark well of what's that called emotions? Because she's got no water, <laughs> so I know. she's not going to want to go there. No, no, she doesn't want to go there. It's yeah, uh, and and it, you know, if it's painful, you don't want to go there. Yeah, right. Yeah. So 
at some level, you know, it's painful. And it's like, yeah, no, 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 I think. <laughs> yeah. and, and I've seen that before in other cases where it's almost like on an unconscious level, people oh, make, yeah. make a choice between dealing with the psychological, emotional pain or just manifesting it physically. Yes. You know, that I'll is a choice. Well, I'll take the physical because yeah. you know, and I don't have to go into that other stuff, which is really, really hard and painful. Yeah. So, but, you know, in terms of the health, it's devastating. Yeah. Because and, and with all that Taurus energy and yeah. where to Saturn, you're going to get chronic. Yes, it would be chronic. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of my perception of what's been going on. And also, of course, Chiron in the first and Capricorn not helping. Well, it's, um, you know, what, how I would take that is, you know, for the healing to take place, um, you know, she has to take responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Do the work. And actually do, do the, the hard work of going yeah. into that extremely painful stuff that you're trying to avoid. Yep. And of course, Venus is trining Neptune, queen of yeah. avoidance. That's, that's the queen of avoidance, man. Yeah. Um, Neptune. Yeah. I don't want to go there. No, it's, um, you know, <laughs> avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah. So yeah. that's, again, you know, my take on it. And yeah, you know, I mean, there are certainly with, with uh, the trying to Neptune, natural healing would be something she would really benefit from. Yes. Yeah. Right. Spiritual healing. Spiritually, spiritual. yeah, it's very yeah. religious, but yeah. that isn't always the same as spiritual. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. And um, yeah. yeah, so again, you know, that may be a refuge in mm -hmm. some respects, but it's not helping the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think it's unfortunate that, you know, she's very much, you know, totally into the allopathic rather than looking at anything alternative. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To do, to recognize that, you know, uh, it's silly to think that only one modality is going to be the be all and the end all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when, you know, the, the, the allopathic medicine is, is, I mean, it's quite limited because, basically the tools in the toolbox are drugs and drugs are synthetic and synthetics don't really go too well with a natural body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So you have another example. I do. Yeah. This is okay. a dear friend that I knew for about 30 years. She died okay. in 2016. Aww. Okay. Let yeah. me, let me just go through the chart for the folks that are listening. Absolutely. So we have a Sag rising again, uh, but this time we have Mercury just right there. So in the first house, and we also have the moon in the first house. So we know that uh, Mercury, even though it's not the ruler of Sag, it's going to be part of the health signature. The moon we know is part of the health signature. It's in Capricorn. Uh, in the second house, we have Jupiter in Aquarius. In the third house, we have Saturn in Aries. In the fourth, we have Uranus in Taurus. Uh, and the sixth house is Gemini. So it's ruled by that Mercury that's right on the ascendant. Mm -hmm. we, we have Chiron in Cancer in the seventh, uh, Pluto in Leo in the seventh as well. Then we come up to Neptune in Virgo in the ninth, 
uh, Mars, which is kind of hugging the MC, but it's still in the ninth. It's in Libra, a place it doesn't like to be. <laughs> uh, the uh, Mercury, or not Mercury, Venus is in Scorpio in the 11th, as well as the Sun in Sag which is still in the 11th and not the 12th. Uh, yeah, so we have, what do we have? We have Cancer Capricorn intercepted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. What yeah, can... so, um, you know, she's she was very saggy in wanting to oh, know, gosh, more, yeah. know more all the time. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, oh she would have been a delight was... to travel with. Oh, she was great. Yeah, I actually met her. She came and took, uh, I was teaching a basic astrology course at night school. Okay, yeah, yeah. Took my course and we just kind of hit it off. And her, one of her sons, she had four sons, uh, one of her sons worked at the local movie theater. Oh, okay. So she could get in for free. So she actually invited me to go to movies. So we got kind of hanging out a lot. We did. Right on. Lot. And then we yeah. did a whole whole lot of courses together like you know the John Bradshaw looking at your inner child and you know okay. uh, another one that was um, tra transpersonal kind of astrology like get it. it was like a group therapy kind of thing which was very intense but it was very good um, yeah just we did a lot of that kind of work together uh -huh. um, uh, so because we were kind of yeah both interested in the whole healing thing yeah and, and weird stuff like astrology and spirits what do you mean weird <laughs> from a mainstream perspective i know i know having I know. grown up in a very mainstream family <laughs> yeah ditto ditto although my mother read tea leaves so not entirely mainstream <laughs> well my mom the only reason i knew about astrology early on was because my mother would talk about a friend of her mother's who was an astrologer there you go he was yeah. a spiritualist and an artist and astrologer real renaissance man kind of yeah yeah so yeah but mom wasn't really into it. <laughs> so yeah so i mean one of the things you notice for right off the bat with that mercury hugging the ascendant mm -hmm. wearing neptune up in the ninth house oh yes yeah so yes, you know, very interested in stuff like that, but that's sort of like an endless, like yeah, yeah, I can see where it's like an addiction. Yeah, exactly with the Neptune there. Yeah, and you know, and so that's gonna that type of of way to be with energy being directly connected to what your health and how you're gonna heal or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so she was open to you know different alternatives. Mm -hmm. therapies and stuff but she certainly had her share of health issues i think she nearly died a few times oh wow <laughs> yeah wow. yeah i think it was one of her giving birth one time i there were a number yeah. of times that she huh. um yeah and then in 1990 89 i don't know somewhere around there we were taking one of the courses anyway she got diagnosed with breast cancer went through all of that and, and did it did it the traditional way she like, did, yeah, yeah she did the whole chemotherapy and radiation stuff um and then she went for reconstruction and that nearly killed her oh i know Aww. so that speaks to the mars so let's just take a moment 
yes. surgery and Mars. What is going on with that Mars? It's trining, well, Mars trining squaring, Jupiter. It's squaring her moon. Oh, right. Yes. It's Capricorn in the first. And yeah. it's widely opposing Saturn in the third. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it, but that the, square to the moon is probably. Moon, yeah. 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 Surgery, red warning lights, red warning lights. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yeah, so and again, that would be, you know, from an allopathic point of view, that's not even, yeah, I mean, they don't even pause. Whereas, yeah, if. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 An astrologer back in the Middle Ages would have said, whoa, wait a minute. Why are you going to go do a cut thing? That, that, so you got to be very careful with that. Yeah, no, yeah. she, I think she got toxic shock or something after that one. Ouch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, yeah, with a with a Neptune Mercury yeah. combination, the whole uh, you know sensitivity to poisons would be absolutely yeah, and off and, the scale. Yeah. 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 And 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 Sun trining Pluto as well. Um, yeah. Pluto can have to do with poisons as well. It's a trine, yeah. but it's still Pluto, <laughs> and he's yeah. hugging and he's hugging the eighth house cusp. So yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> you know um yeah so uh, yeah a lot of a lot of health stuff you know yeah dealt with um i'm not sure about midpoints i didn't look at those but mm -hmm. yeah well let's quickly go down and see what yep. her temperament shows okay so we've got hot and wet um yeah. And so, I mean, you, you spoke of her in the past tense. Um, what yeah, was... she, died, she died in um, 2016. From? In August. A stroke. A stroke. Yeah. So her, stroke. Her, her, well, her husband came, for, came home to find her on the bathroom floor. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And she wasn't quite dead yet, but by the time the paramedics got her on the stretcher, she was. Right. Ah, so is, that would have, yeah, unfortunately with stroke, she would want to know um, to what part of the body, because you can have a blockage, you know, in the brain or in the heart, either one of those would take you yeah. out, but it would be a different signature one to the yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. So it could have been, ha. Huh. With it being Mars squaring, it was it po quite possibly could have. Possibly, been the I brain. think it was. I think it was. I think it was the brain. Yeah. Uh, she also has Uranus conjunct quite closely conjunct yes. south node, which would impact the quality of that Venus because Venus is ruling that. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, so the nodes are are important. I think. Yeah. Any health, particularly the south node. Yes, that is a huge red flag. So the shock of she was probably shocked that she was laying on the floor dead. Yeah. 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 Whoa! Wait a minute. I hadn't because she. How old was she? She wasn't that old then. Oh yeah, yeah. She was born in 1938, so she was seventy. Yeah, but still, we're coming up. We're in the seventies, honey. That is oh, not that. old. I know that. She's fourteen years older than me, so so to me, she is older, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. But now we look at that age group and we go, no, no, that's young. Come on. Yeah, no, and but considering all the stuff she'd been through with her, right? Body, yeah. Like, 
you know, she used to joke that she didn't have any parts of, you know, she wasn't really a female because she didn't have any of those parts left. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> and her whole body looked like a roadmap, you know, I mean. Yeah. You know, so, so again, that Mars moon, so lots of surgeries. Lots of surgeries, lots of. I yeah. have that same square, moon, <laughs> Mars, and I have only had one surgery. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I have the moon interesting. Mars. I have the moon Mars opposition and I haven't had a lot of surgeries either. Mars is yeah. in my first post. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah. So there's obviously variables. Um, and again, you know, like we're, <laughs> as we're playing with this, you know, emphasis to those who are listening, uh, this is not either one of our fortes. We have not you know, in either of our practices, well, you more than me, for sure, because, but you took it in other modalities uh, than yeah, just yeah, astrology. No, I, I mean, yeah. I've always seen astrology as part of, yeah, an adjunct. in terms of, because knowing yourself better is, can yeah. be very healing, you know, and people get some insights that can be a very healing. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, you know, it's always been part of that. But yeah, no, I, I've always been interested in the healing, you know, yes. the alternative healing. I started with reflexology back in, in the 70s. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A long, long time. Um, yeah, so, you know, my, my awareness of how energies, how important the balance of energies is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in your chart, what does Neptune aspect? In your own chart, uh, it's right behind my ascendant. It's near to a conjunction with my ascendant. That's right. It's it's yeah. It's so, right on my descendant. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, and so for my own health, I think. No, no, I'm talking. I'm talking from the point of view of being as aware of energy that you are. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So no, I, think, I think that's part of the was part of what went on for me health-wise like on one level I was aware of stuff but on on you know the conscious level as a child you're not you don't have the awareness right and so you do but you just don't have any way of dealing with it and my ascendant is basically the midpoint of my Mars in the first and my Neptune in the 12th okay there you go there you go yeah so at some level I knew that there was this really toxic angry energy in my, <laughs> Mars and Scorpio in, in my environment. Yes. Up. I mean, I had bronchial pneumonia twice as an infant, right? Right. And my, and my mother smoked heavily. So that didn't help. Oh, no, that wouldn't. So let's, let's, okay. So as she's saying that I am roaring back up to Mars, which is so bronchial, that would be inflammation of the lungs. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah for sure um but i was living in a very inflamed environment yes the neptune part of that was picking up on that and very sensitive to i mean yeah three other kids they didn't get bronchial stuff and yeah same kind of health stuff i had as a child i was sick a lot as a child and particularly after my dad left and nobody ever put together the fact that gee her dad just left maybe that's affecting her Aww. yeah I, kind of, I didn't feel very good <laughs> and my mother would trot me off to all these different doctors and oh gosh yeah I had one doctor she got she was very pleased she took me to the doctor's 
internist and he diagnosed me with hypersensitivity. How's that for Neptune on the <laughs> Yes, you know, he actually got it right. Yeah, I know. And she got that as a diagnosis. Like, okay, you know, and Rachel's yeah, yeah. Like, oh, mom. <laughs> But yeah, so. but they wouldn't have they wouldn't have connected. They would have looked at it the other way, though. Being sensitive was um, not considered an asset. Oh, God. Actually, yeah. Whereas it actually is an asset, but it has to be respected. Well, and also yeah. and also understood by the yes. sensitive. And as I say, yeah. I, now I get it. But as a child, you don't. No, no. I and just, if your parents aren't aware that they've brought a child into the world that is that sensitive yeah. and there aren't any parameters buffers oh, and, and, yeah you know, nobody was aware of that at that time no like exactly. exactly and so yeah it was it was yeah different difficult situation to be in yeah so all my squares yeah. and positions and stuff got to play out <laughs> Just the way they were meant to. Die. Yes, exactly. And and also with Neptune on the ascendant, I mean, I was painfully shy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I got to learn, I learned how to be invisible. Yeah. You know, and, and what's interesting, um, and I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before, but Jill and I have opposing ascendants. And so she has Neptune on her ascendant. I have that same Neptune on my descendant. And so what, but what's interesting is shy people don't tend to hang around with me. Who do tend to hang around with me are people who are over the top. Hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. It's like, in some ways, I can be sensitive to the fact that that's just this big cover, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I'm much more comfortable and outgoing and whatever but oh yeah I'm still not hugely outgoing and you know gregarious or anything it's just not my nature yes yeah well exactly exactly yeah but yeah no definitely sensitive to the energies around me and now I'm aware of that you know and able to see it that that's what's going on whereas when you're little you don't see no no, it's just really get me out of here. I don't like this. And, and, you know, I think I spent a lot of time, you know, not in my body. Yes. Yeah. Not really being present because yes. it, was it, was, not a, it was not a nice place to be. So yeah, I, when I try to c- come up with memories from, you know, really early on, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's me looking at it from up in the corner of the room or something like, yeah. <laughs> like I in there been there knew something was happening but done that really yeah in the scene so much you know yeah. so I think that you know that's that all speaks to that and yeah. I and, and of course planets so near the ascendant are always really important well they but, they're defining the who of who you are yeah and to have yeah. to have Neptune and 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 Mars bookending <laughs> you know with yeah. with ascendant at the midpoint is quite the combination of energy <laughs> yes yes it is ah but you've been so skillful with it well <laughs> i've had to learn you know? <laughs> yes. and that's, you know i think that's the gift in the squares and oppositions 
Yes, it is. It is. You know, yes. they, they're not fun, but they push you to, you know, yeah. you fall over the obstacle or you climb over it and you learn how to climb a little bit because yeah. it's not fun tripping over them all the time. So, yeah, yeah. And that, other, that that brings to mind that hole in the road thing. What do you mean I'm not supposed to fall in the hole? Exactly. Yeah. No, you walk down oh, come the road and you fall in and you, you, oh, dear, that's not good. And then the next day you walk down the road and you still fall in the hole. <laughs> Eventually, you might learn to walk around it, but some people never do. No, that's right. That's right. Oh, come on. The hole is just so much fun. Not. <laughs> Anyway, okay, we are coming to the end of another segment. Oh my! <laughs> so um, this concludes for the time being until one of us gets inspired, and we've got to figure out a way of bringing Jenna back into this. I'll have to reach out to her and see if right. there's an evening, maybe that uh, we can do this taping. Um, yeah, that would work for her because it's nice to get the young people's input and she asks really great questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next week we will be looking at the month of June. And I have to admit, I have no idea other than, you know, obviously Jupiter and I don't know if Mars is in Aries yet. Is it in Aries yet? It's got to be darn close. Is it? She asks tentatively. Jupiter's in Aries. Yeah, Jupiter is definitely in Aries. No, Mars just well, passed Mars Pisces. Yeah, yeah, Mars just passed Pisces. So, yeah, Mars that's not passed. there. But, you know, probably by next weekend it will be. And so life is going to ooh, start just. Yeah, moving. yeah. And we've, we've done the, we've had the eclipses, but they're not done. Oh, no, they last for six months. Yeah. yeah so we're coming off of a, a month of eclipses in seeing where that energy is taking us which yeah see. yeah exactly so folks that will be us next week with the month of june and in the meantime do all enjoy the sunshine i yeah. do believe we won't say it too loudly i think spring has finally come and the warm weather yay not as windy as it was it's still i can see it's windy a bit but not as windy as it was <laughs> and it's supposed to go up to 18 Shh, don't tell me i know i know we'll be getting our bikinis on not <laughs> that would just frighten the horses and everything oh we're down to 39 seconds you have been listening to cjmp 90.1 fm cathet regions community radio station bye, bye.